we are currently renovating several rooms in our house, including the office. The office, of course, is where I do 90% of the tasks related to making the show. So I get to inhale the poignant fumes of paint now for this episode and probably the next one too. Thankfully, we have two windows by my desk, otherwise this would be more concerning. We wouldn't feel a need to paint if the previous owners didn't, one, use this house as a rental for military people that moved out every six months. Two, painted both the inside and the outside of the house the same color. Three, the color they picked is a rather dark beige. Think wet sand color, but with a horrific yellow tint that makes every white person appear jaundiced. And four, they did a terrible job painting everything beige. I'm talking about going around the toilets instead of removing them, not going all the way to the ceiling in several spots, and painting directly on the ceiling in some cases. And they didn't prime any of the drywall they installed. The drywall they installed poorly, of course. It's a good house, but it could really benefit from a 90s, 2000s makeover movie montage. Q Vogue by Madonna. This is Canned Tomatoes, a personal narrative podcast about grief, death, memory, and growing and canning your own tomatoes. This is episode 7, Blanching. Set yourself up for success and plan out an entire day, or the majority of a day, to can your tomatoes. There are several natural rest points in the process, but you do need to be monitoring your kitchen throughout. To start, bring a large pot of water to a boil. Now, you might be thinking your big stew pot might be a good candidate here, and it very well might be, but you have to be 100% positive. You want a pot that can fit your desired canning jars inside plus two or three inches above the rims for water. It is also nice to have a pot that can accommodate a few jars at a time with about an inch of space between each jar and the jars and the wall of the pot. I use a 24-quart pot that I bought from Webstaurant store, that's web and restaurant put together. And my dad used a very stout 32-quart pot from only he knows where. Before immediately heading online to buy one, check with family and friends if they have one. You might find out you hate canning after this, so you don't want to waste money if you can't afford to. Even before buying a new pot, look at your local thrift stores for them. I've seen some really nice ones, but make sure the pot can actually hold water before you purchase it. I definitely made that mistake already, and now I have a pot that cannot function as a pot was intended to function. Also, the nice thing about looking in thrift stores for a pot is that it is almost a guarantee that there will also be glass quart jars nearby for you to test the depth of the pot with. And hey, since you're already there, and there are approximately 800 glass jars at the thrift store, you might as well get your jars secondhand too. You'll have to buy lids and rings brand new, but every canning season means new lids and rings. You can't reuse the lids once they have been used to can something, and the lids I've found rust quickly and bend easily. Anyway, back to the pot. The right pot. 
Once your water reaches a small boil, use either a jar gripper or a pair of tongs with rubber silicone on the ends to fully submerge the empty and lidless glass jars in the water. Go slow with each jar. The water will resist every jar until the water can pour into the inside, and then the water will want to sink the jars very quickly. Remember to space out your jars from the wall of the pot and each other. The number of jars you will use total will be roughly equal to the number of pounds of tomatoes divided by 2 or 2.5. If you have 10 pounds of tomatoes, then you need approximately 5 jars, or 4. It is better to overestimate how many jars you need than to underestimate. Also, be aware of how many jars can reasonably fit in your pot because that is the total amount of jars you can do for one day. What's happening in this step is that you are sterilizing your jars. Botulism and other bacterial infections are no joke. Sure, you could skip this step and just use chemical sterilizers on the jars, but you're just going to need a giant pot of water anyway to fully seal the jars once they are filled. Might as well. And if this method was reliable enough for our human ancestors, then it's good enough for me. All in all, the jars will take a nice hot bath for 25 to 30 minutes. While they bathe, they will move around in the pot, getting up close and personal with each other. They usually also wander away just as easily. But in the event that the jars decide to get frisky and start to rattle against one another, you must think of yourself as a middle or high school dance chaperone and forcibly separate them. Do not, I repeat, do not just reach your hand into a pot of boiling water to move very hot jars. Use the jar gripper or the tongs you use to put them in the water with to separate them. During the bath time, bring your large stew pot, not the jar pot, to a boil with water. This is going to be the blanching pot. While you wait for the blanch pot to boil, start prepping your tomatoes for their blanching. Remove the green stems from each fruit, and using a sharp paring knife, make a shallow X cut on the bottom of each tomato. Additionally, prepare a very large bowl of ice water and set that aside, preferably not close to the stove so the ice doesn't melt too quickly. You're going to lower batches of de-stemmed and X'd tomatoes into the blanch pot using a tool called a spider, a metal tool shaped like a small shallow bowl with a handle and the bowl portion has small gaps of openings made from the intersecting metal that makes up the quote-unquote bowl. You can also use a slotted spoon, but that means your batches will be smaller. Fill up the basin or bowl of your spoon or spider with as many as 8 or 10 tomatoes. Carefully pick up your spoon or spider and lower them into the water. Remove your spoon or spider and set a timer for 90 seconds. Try not to let your tomatoes blanch for more than two minutes, so you will have to be vigilant and, and quick during this process. I literally have nothing else to say. There is no way that my brain could come up with to link blanching tomatoes with any part of the recordings I have of my dad. So rather than waste your time, I'm ending the episode here. 
Let's get into the credits. Canned Tomatoes is written, narrated, recorded, and produced by me, Micah Copeland. Music heard in this episode includes The Great One Step by Victor Dance Orchestra, A Rush of Clear Water by Blue Dot Sessions, Air Gap by Water Features, and the song you're hearing right now is Gramophone by Jazar. All these songs can be listened to and downloaded from the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.com. Cover art is also by me. Canned Tomatoes is a personal narrative podcast about grief, death, memory, and growing and canning your own tomatoes. And this podcast is about true life events. Follow us on Instagram at Canned Tomatoes Pod. If you like the show and want to show your support, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing. The next episode will premiere August 12th, where we get to use that lovely ice water we prepared. Until then, I hope someone makes you your favorite food and brings it to you unexpectedly. And... As always, thank you for your time.